Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's your host, Alex Garrett. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the tonight but you're here with us in new york city are you ready welcome inside adapting with alex garrett Ooh, it's a shoe let's adapt together right now Oh, yeah. You know, last night I talked about adapting back into the workspace and someone who I would literally run into on my rollerblade in Port Washington, those glory days, those good old days, um, is with me now. And he actually runs a shop in Port Washington. He's a small business owner. His name is... uh, Cliff, you know, Cliff, it's funny. I didn't get your last name all these a couple of years. L-O-T-T-E-N. Uh, so, Cliff, nice to finally get you on here. We've been talking about actually doing a podcast together. He's at Atelier Baby Inc., which is in Port Washington. Uh, it's still right outside the Port Washington LIRR, right? Like right yeah, next it's to within it. walking distance of the Long Island Railroad. Well, obviously, small business, I'm sure, there was hit hard like everybody everybody else. But you were telling me this week, as we happened to reconnect in, in amazing circumstance, I happened to reconnect, and you said, yeah, I'm, I'm back open. So l- let me first ask you what it was like readapting to the workspace uh, through COVID and, and now as numbers are, are a little lower. Right. Well, uh, as far as um, the the business of Atelier Baby, um, that 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 was you know um, an issue in that in that walk-in obviously wasn't going to happen. And but one of the things my wife and I've always done is focus also on the online thing. So we just sort of pivoted to a great extent and focused on on online Amazon online ourselves. Oddly enough, one of the things that did happen during that time though. And is our, our, our website actually had a, a hiccup and breakdown. And um, so getting the people to fix things during that time became an issue. You know, uh, so although you could be operating and, and functioning yourself, your reliance upon other people sometimes was diminished because of uh, your, your requirements of, of, of getting assistance. So you weren't able to call for assistance in the normal way that one would uh, assume uh, get assistance. Um, was tough in that regard. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, it, you could you no longer get food, but in the normal way, <laughs> whether it was toilet paper or something else, it was still kind of available, but it couldn't get it that normal way. Well, uh, and we'll get back to this one second, but those who are li- tuning in thinking I'm going to talk about Biden, maybe I will, President-elect Joe Biden, I will call him that until the courts prove otherwise, but you can find my stuff, my statement on that uh, at alexg in NYC.net. But 
right now with Cliff. Um, so how were you with the clientele? How did you keep them? How did you make sure they would be staying with you during the pandemic? Well, that's, that, that was the problem, I think, in essence, because like of, uh, when, when people shop on Amazon, uh, those because we sell on Amazon, those aren't like, say, loyal customers. They're loyal to Amazon, but not loyal to you. This is one of the um, issues with Amazon, I would say, is that amongst Amazon, people don't realize this, but there's all people like me selling on Amazon, either as Amazon Prime or Amazon re, uh, where they, I send out for my own uh, shopping uh, warehouse. And so uh, in each of those cases, the, the customer isn't loyal to you. They don't come back to you. While you might, as a seller, have a rating on Amazon, um, they're not, no one is particularly loyal to you. They're not going to say, I'm going to come back to that guy at Tilia Baby on Amazon. They're going back to Amazon. That's a problem. Um, so like that, that, but when it came to our website and sales, um, that was fine until we had a hiccup in, in our, our system for payment online transactions and we had to like work, do a workaround uh, where basically we put credit cards over. So wait a minute, you adapted. You literally adapted not only physically but online. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we had to adapt in terms of also, but I was, saying, as I was saying, we had to adapt to also our online, not be able to fix our, our shopping cart. So in essence, we had to, you know, you get your duct tape out effectively and we be able to build things that the old school way uh, where you know, someone reads you a credit card number over the phone and you sort of fix these set transactions as they came. And uh, but that's not a way of dealing with great volume. But in essence, that's almost as in-store shopping, where as the way Sears catalog did, you know, 50 years ago, you know, you're sort of taking the order over the phone, and you're putting it through uh, your 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 um, your clearance uh, credit card clearance system manually. So, uh, but you're not doing it automatically. It's not going through your uh, web clearance uh, scenario. And, and so when did that, that come back? Do you know, or when did that come back? Our web uh, pay, uh, well, that's, uh, you know, the odd thing is because when it happened, we went through a, a series of iterations of certain things. Also had an issue with the, uh, the hosting site, too. And, uh, you know, these things are less like, you know, sort of tumbling stones that are, are misaligned. And, we, and so the, right now our web guy came to fix it. So we have to think about report over or what's the workaround. And, and so, and I've been also really, I have a secondary business I think we touched upon previously, too. I do some logistics work, too. Um, sometimes under our uh, hat and sometimes under another hat, in which Casey actually walked. That's when you first walked into me physically in Port Wa- or rolled into me <laughs> <laughs> in Port Washington, no less, and uh, in a pretty, a pretty amazing way. And uh, I think we're all better for that. Um, but in terms of you rolling into me, I'm better for that because seeing you as a, that uh, fantastic person that I, I, I see you as, because I guess that's your test. A testament to like overcoming all types of adversity. I have to say that uh, all aside. But the the um, but I do a logistics business through uh, uh, you know I do under my own hat uh, um, a Ghost Motorcycle Transport Incorporated or a group called uh, the Shipping Guys. And uh, and so what happened there, by the way, is because I, I I think that that that's an interesting story too. Is that what happened there is that. Um, is that the focus of that business primarily existed on, on shows, art shows and other shows. And you know what happened during COVID, right? <laughs> there was no more, the show was over. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, so there was an, a definite adjustment. And so there was a, there's a, there's a lull and then sort of reconfiguring. What do we do? And then in, we began moving, uh, you know, cause there was always other commerce we moved. Sometimes I was moving my own stuff. 
you know, as well, I piggy, they piggybacked in other things. So I moved my own product, you know, uh, getting it in out of the off the docks effectively. And um, well, let me ask you this: How was the supply chain? How did you have to adapt to that too? While while all this well, is going on, you know, the interesting thing is that the international supply chain at that point in time had fixed itself in terms of lags because um, the the lags that we were encountering, I you know didn't as it happened to me as a consumer, by the way, oddly enough, when I was out you know, trying to buy a kayak, two of them, uh, suddenly I, I, it took two and a half months to get a kayak, you know. So I saw it going on amongst things I was doing, but I didn't have that with our products that we were having made uh, exactly, although we did have a quick lapse, and I had I, I came up with a workaround that I haven't yet delivered because I was actually going to insource it by country insource because uh, I do believe in that. We do try and focus on that. Uh, America made, baby. That's what America, we're going to do. Exactly. Well, that's, you know. I, my wife is made in China, although she likes made it elsewhere too. Uh, uh, she did source this outside of the U.S. So say, and so there was a hiccup, by the way, that was encountered. But she encountered. We got another manufacturer, uh, also overseas. But I'm working on insourcing it totally, um, and uh, so I have my fingers in that pie. And uh, although we got our product in the end, there was a little bit of a hiccup where Amazon was depleted of of our product. Uh, under our label, Atelia Kids, actually. And uh, so the Atelia Kids label was uh, empty for certain categories. This is a w- it's a pillow, by the way, but uh, uh, for kids, uh, toddlers, and, and car seats. Oh. In, in booster seats, I should say. And and now, I guess my next question is, are, are those products now available again in store? Are they available yeah, to the yeah, order? Yeah, but we, we added, you know, like, you know when you when you re- kind of resource it from another person, sometimes it doesn't meet. Uh, what you thought was spec, so the way they first send you is one spec, and another thing comes out differently. So we had that little issue too. So when you run, when you're changing sources, and by the way, you know, part of my logistics background, when I was in uh, 2003 and four in Iraq, we had to we I, we brought fuel into the Iraqi population, and we sourced it out of three locations: uh, out of Turkey, out of uh, Kuwait, and out of Jordan. Nominally, it wasn't really out of Jordan; it was actually refined in Israel. We were afraid to have it hit the streets of Baghdad. <laughs> that, mm. that news would get out there and then be leveraged against uh, that and have uh, the, the depots burned. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, but then the mess, you know, when it comes to all these things, is, as I said before, that one, that one logistics business with uh, Ghost Motorcycle and the shipping guys had focused on art. They had to adjust. You can't single source your business, you can't single source your products, you can't do that. It, no, that's why supply chains broke down. I think because they, you know, they relied upon that singular source that that basically that that was suddenly disrupted. So that's why you had the toilet paper issues. That's why you had the other issues and things like that. So when you had uh, a single facet as opposed to a multi-tiered, multi-avenued um, uh, approach, you know, it's like in, in in that way you don't ever get uh, if you have a disruption, it's it's a, it's it's a, maybe a slight volume disruption, and of course sometimes there could be a quality disruption too. By the way, and as I said, we encountered that too. We got we got one thing solved, but intended a quality disruption. We're talking about Cliff, he's the uh, a small business owner out of Port Washington, Atelier Baby. Let me get to the website right now in case you have a toddler that you want to get something for. That would be at Atelier A T T E L I A. 
baby.com out of Port Washington. And right. sounds like things online are working, but, but in right. store, uh, in, stores, in store, honestly, was an interesting thing um, because we're known and, you know, some you know, people see us, we did deal with certain people, you know, in, in, in uh, 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 one might say a closeted way, but it wasn't in an open, open way. Cause that's where there, you know, we were receiving packages. People saw us. So I can't say there was zero sales. It just wasn't like doors wide open. And one thing to add, by the way, we uh, as I'm a veteran myself, um, we we give discounts to both veterans and military and uh, uh, retired and active fire and police. Uh, we give a, a discount to all, all those uh, who are and have served. And that's important uh, to note as we are just about to hit Veterans Day, by the yes, way. Yes, it is. And, and uh, that's, uh, you know, the sad thing is that Memorial Day came and passed and we were absent in a parade and now we're doing a car parade and when I don't get involved down that avenue, but people are allowed to march for some things, but we can't march. Uh, and uh, one gentleman I work with doing that ghost motorcycle, he's a World War II vet, uh, that needs to say, and, and, and he's going strong. I mean, you know, he doesn't let things scare him. And veterans, pretty. we have a general idea of things when it comes to things. We will get through this. We'll, we'll survive this. There's been, we've been through worse. And we will not, you know, what knocks us down makes us stronger because we stand up taller. And that's something that uh, we definitely, and we we see that in others, by the way. And as I saw that in you, Mm. that's what, when I saw you, I said, this guy, uh, and I I said, so you're coming down, this guy isn't the one who gets knocked down. He stands up. And, and we'll roll you over you. <laughs> and we're here we all through the pandemic, right? So thank God for that as yeah. we're in November. Hey, Cliff, I got to mention this. Um, I don't know if they still do it, if they if they have like a front lawn set up like they used to. I hope they do. I hope that's back. But, you know, you guys had a killer World War II motorcycle. And I, I don't know. Do you guys still have that? Oh, uh, yeah. So Sal, yeah, he, he, from Ghost Motorcycle, he still has his motorcycle. Um on the on the warmer days, we'll be out, and hope, we'll see on Veterans Day. We'll hopefully, we'll hopefully have a, 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 a more than just a, a buttoned up. Uh, I plan on marching it. I don't believe in walking. Um, uh, I ran in Baghdad. I can, <laughs> and I ran elsewhere in Iraq. I am. A, I'll get out in the open. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna button up. I'm going uh, to march. <laughs> Cliff, I'm so glad to get to know you because honestly, we'd be always on the go, but now I'm finally get to know your story a little bit more, which is, which is awesome. Um, yeah. As a veteran, especially during this time, uh, what's that like to live through this and, and, uh, and be able to see veterans day once again? Well, um, as I said, it's like, it, it's, it's, I think most veterans tend to be, uh, not a glasses, half empty but glasses half full we're uh eternal optimists uh that we don't let something knock us down we figure a workaround we don't uh stand still we move forward you know when when ambushed we fight through the ambush type thing um you know you attack the ambush you run into fire and that means we take these things literally we we, we live by that we, we think this way and we're we're both uh, mentally and physically you know, trained this way uh, to, to, to operate. And this is, uh, I think, when it comes to, like, you know, my wife and I do business together, and she realized, <laughs> and I, she's very happy at times when things get the tough gets going, uh, you know. you know, the, Yeah, the going like, gets tough. Gets, yeah, yeah. Uh, the tough ones push through, and, and, and it, it, they don't let, they don't take things lying down. We don't lie down. We don't take cover. Uh, you know, we might find some concealment, uh, uh, 
as far as a workaround to get through, but we're not going. We're not going to. We're not going to take something and and let it tie us down. We're going to move through that, and so that's what we we do as uh, as best as can. And we and we so we've been doing that. So and, uh, we, I, one of the things we did do is by way we during this time we worked on new products to sell. By the way, and that's one awesome. thing we did do. So that is working. awesome. Talk about so, that a little bit. Yeah. So we you know we under our own brand because we realized when we sell on Amazon. By the way. They take a huge chunk of chain. That's why I really hope people don't buy from us on Amazon. But, you know, originally you wanted people to buy from us on Amazon for ratings. Our products are highly rated now. So now I much more prefer they buy from us directly. But um, that's for under our, our label. But, well, for even the products that we were selling under, that we are resellers of, and we sold under Amazon, they take a large chunk of change. And so uh, we much more prefer that they buy directly from us. But we under our own hat because Amazon does take a big chunk of change. When you have your under your label, your your profits could be greater because you're not reselling to yourself. You are the original seller. So now you're selling on Amazon. You're, you're the, that 15 point that they take from you plus all these other fees upon fees upon fees. Uh, are, are, are a little less uh, of an issue because uh, you decide what the value is. Um, and so, therefore, you can make some uh, difference in your profit uh, margins and things like that. But we're coming out. We saw, we saw one of the products we sell under our brand, Atelia, actually the Atelia Kids. We have Atelia Baby, Atelia Kids, and, 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 and the such. We've licensed these uh, names. And the Atelia, by the way, Atelia is a family name. My daughter's named Atelia. My grandmother was named Atelia, and her mom was named Atelia, and so on and so forth, back into the late 1700s. <laughs> so, wow. and, and when my wife, uh, when I was employed, my wife began selling online in China, actually, uh, selling things that are U.S. made and manufactured, and was selling things. I wanted to do the same thing here in the U.S., by the way. This is our history of a store, our business. And wanted to do that here with an idea of like, and was sort of told that she should open up a, a brick-and-mortar store. So we did the brick-and-mortar store. It was also the dot-com. And um, so that, that's the history of uh, Atelia Baby. What, uh, it's not it's a family name. And uh, so my daughter is Atelia. Now she's 10. Uh, she was an infant when the whole thing started. And, uh, and now she's 10 years old. And the funny thing is that what impacts you, you think of new products and things like that. We're even doing biodegradable uh, uh, bags uh, for dogs, uh, you know, you know, with people pick her up or type things. So we're wow. on the Roland label doing that, too, although that label is called uh, ATHA, A-T-H-A. Um, again, having to do with names of kids and things like that. And so... Um, yeah, so we do that too, and again with the idea of everything being eco-friendly and things like that. Uh, um, you, you know, being a, I would say I'm I, my political background is being a libertarian conservative. But, you know, uh, I have my my attitude towards uh, various things. But one thing that we are as stewards of the land we just we walk on, and we want to leave things better than we found them. Uh, and we don't need someone to legislate that to us. That's just how, you know, we are. That's rights of property, and you don't impact other people's property negatively, and right. uh, you want people to treat, you know, it's like, it goes back to also, uh, not that I want to pontificate about religion, but, but it goes back to, you know, you know since you want the people to treat you as you want to be treated and things like that, you know, and so that includes your property and then your life and way of life and things like that. So that's, therefore, you went, when it comes to what you do outside of the, your home and inside your home, impacts 
the people around you, whether you realize it or not, in a positive or negative fashion. We think it always should be positive. Cliff, do you think, by by the way, Libertarian, I I saw a stat, one million people voted for the Libertarian candidate. I don't know if you heard about that or what. I wouldn't be surprised, but you know what? I I, I don't, you know, sometimes, you know, I am like, I'm not the Libertarian, like, uh, in fact, where Rand Paul and I part has to, and I don't want to get down a political bend too much here, but the, I love, I'm a big lover of Rand Paul on, on, on domestic libertarian matters. But we, I, one thing I'm a big believer in is that you fight your wars overseas, you don't fight them here, and that you put your guys in what, uh, uh, you know, in uh, effectively engine country, pardon the on PC phrase, but the forts that we built uh, in the U.S. a long time ago were built having to do with Indian wars that were fought. And uh, right now, we don't have any problem with Indians and things like that, and th- therefore the forts maybe need to be pushed out. And that's one place I do actually, by the way, you know, politics di- di- differed from Trump. And, you know, that's another thing. So we, uh, I would say people who support various political people and things like that, we don't always align totally, but we choose the people that best align with us. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think that Trump, Definitely being to China, for example, that could hurt some of our China, my, my, our business with China, because we sold into China. The Chinese population actually has been suffering economically, and therefore their purchasing power is diminished a little bit. Well, and that, yeah, that, that whole thing with China is, is um, it's a bit of a mess. But I, I think we still have to stay in strong with them. But I guess as a business owner, you see it a little differently. Well, I, since I sold into China, I see things. But, you know, I, I, the way I looked at it is that, you know, when things, you know, you have to be firm with uh, a leadership like that because the leadership, um, I'm a big uh, 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 fan of um, Gordon Chang. And, you know, it, it, he describes it as the largest uh, organized crime family syndicate. Hi, and and yeah. I tend to agree with him. And I often, I, before he just, I've heard him say that, I used to say that, you know, you're free to go to Starbucks in China, but try starting Starbucks in China. And the truth of that is that um, if you wanted to open a business in China, first off, um, let's say you're not Chinese. Um, well, you can't. <laughs> um, you need to put it more of a, you have to get some partial Chinese ownership. Now, let's say my wife and I, she being uh, Chinese, go in and do that. Well, there is um, uh, a scheme in China that would kind of make uh, how New York used to operate during the days pre-Giuliani, uh, people wince in terms of, you didn't have to worry about the garbage carter type issues, but you had to worry about the other payola issues. And in essence, the Prince things that exist here in this country who you know, drive expensive cars, it's, you're paying for that. <laughs> Those kids who go to uh, expensive schools or not so expensive schools that, that are the Prince things, um, or Chinese elite, you're paying for all that via that, 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 that um, one would say it's a, a, a criminal business syndicate um, yeah, that existed within China. So you can't just open a Starbucks in China. Now, depending upon how big you are, you can fly under the radar. But once you get big, you're, you're you know. So how are you able to do business in China? Now I'm very well, curious. On, on, online, you know, basically various, you know, you're, you're allowed to do business on the online side. And the issue there was like it was always moving target. The rules were always changing. It was in an odd way. uh one of the things I noticed whenever we're dealing with any products, they wanted to see the pictures of the actual product. So you can take the, the, the company's picture of the product 
and send it over. No, they needed to have a picture almost of you almost holding the product in your hand, you know. And it, and it was whether it's WeChat or whatever else. They're very much into their pictures, you know. I know my kids went to a camp in China, a summer camp. And so when they were in a summer camp, they would send us pictures of our kids sleeping at night in bed. And it was all dark. And I was like, I could be anyone's kid there. <laughs> I can't tell what kid is which and things like that, the darkness. But, they, but people felt assured because they don't, there's a lack of trust. And so, so you've been to China or no? Say again? Have you been to China to deal with these people or mainly yeah, online? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we've been, I've been to China a few times. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I've, uh, actually, I know my, I'm a, I'm a nut. Uh, I know my way around all, all the uh, cities like Baghdad, Bangkok, uh, Boston. So I like, I got the bees. Beijing? A, 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 oh yeah, Beijing. Definitely. That's one of the bee cities. Um, uh, so I know that I, and I know my wife is from Tianjin and I know my way around Tianjin better than her. I just have a great sense of direction, uh, uh, you know, whether it's in Baghdad or some other location that I know my way around. Uh, once I do something once and even before I go through something, I, I, I just have a, a New York City, for example, I could be in the subway and, and I always know which way is north, south, east and west. It's just how <laughs> I am wired. I can't say the military is responsible for that, but that's how I am. Because um, I can't see every person I've been with in the military. I met a red one time. I don't know. So I think we were in Wisconsin at Fort McCoy, Wisconsin, and it, you couldn't get in any more darker. And even without using our uh, our um, our pads, our GPS system, uh, I was able to navigate ourselves. We had it in us, but uh, with us. But I was like on our vehicle. I'm like, I don't need this. <laughs> and my guys that were with me said, "How'd you do that?" I was like. I, had, I did have a map, and uh, so I could tell, like, I, I look at the, the road that existed, and I said, okay, this road, and I can tell things like what roads, you know, I used to jokingly say roads move, actually, dirt roads do, and you have to look at mm. what was and what is and things like that. I must have a way, I'm just innate about that, but I know where I'm Tianjin. Beijing anyway, so, but I... By the way, I'm talking, I'm glad you're talking about the intricacies, and I'll tell you why, because I feel like when people say adaptability, they just mean, oh, how does a disabled person adapt, or how... Right. No, there are so many adaptations going on that we have to talk about every one of them, actually. Right. Well, you know what? We come back to, you know what? How do pe- I think when it comes to like uh, things like when, when someone loses something, whatever it is, they, 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 other, their other sens- sensory systems get stronger, right? And so that's what you do you, when an adaptation process. You know, when, when one part gets weaker, whatever your business, you have to make the other part stronger. And, uh, and so we get back to that adaptation type thing. So whatever you're doing, you have to always get the, the strength. And, and, and by the way, that doesn't mean what is strong now will be your strength later on. Because that's part of, like, always be growing, um, always be learning, and always be adapting. You know, because uh, ro- even rocks, by the way, change their shape. Um, they become metamorphic. <laughs> right. Um, I have a geology background, by the way. <laughs> that, you're very, you're, you're a lot more diverse because all we really talked about was politics back then. Yeah, but you well, were... I'm, a, I'm a political, and I, you know that's why I got in the military. I was a, I'm a history nut and a political nut. Maybe uh, pretty astute knowledge of history and politics. Um, that's why I mentioned Tanami Hall before. And, uh, and you know what's crazy is that people act like everything is so horrible right now with the people in the streets. You know, it's been worse. You know, we have. We had riots that required troops to quell during the Civil War in the streets of Manhattan, and it was a bloodbath. And um, the, uh, so there's been worse times, and there's obviously been better times, and all this too shall come to pass. It's not, you know, we can all get off the ledge, um, mm. and, uh, you know, and, and uh, I was heard in church last Sunday, and he's a great message, and it was a message of, like, hope, uh, and because uh, I think that's, 
generically a Christian philosophy of uh, of hope and redemption. But the key message there was that uh, these kingdoms are of passing, and there is only one kingdom. Uh, Amen. And, and so, yes, it's uh, and uh, so these 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 are passing kingdoms, and and uh, while we try and make these kingdoms better and stronger and, and more righteous, it doesn't mean that if we end up in some you know, there's been times where people say, well, you know, like, and you look at this, you know, you have these people who go to various countries, even today, and you look, you know, they, they put themselves in situations that where they take their life at risk, and you say, why? You know, I get it when I'm in the military, right, because I'm, I'm well-armed, you know, I, I used to feel bad for the people I saw, I do, you know, civilians getting injured uh, in car bombings in Iraq, because I said, you know, they didn't ask for it, they were just trying to go to work that day, but but there's people that go to foreign lands to, um, you know, bring health, welfare, and, and, and sometimes the Word of God, and, and they're persecuted for that and sometimes killed. And uh, so you say, you know what, I, 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 I have a pretty cushy life here. So, uh, I mean, I might have done some things in my past that were, um, that, you know, was rough, but you know what? I, you know, the great thing is I, I look at and I compare this to the guy I work with as well, who that in World War II, you didn't know when you were coming home, right? In Iraq, you knew your, you knew where your, your leave dates were. You knew when, when you, you were coming back home, unless something, something, unless something. Well, that's the thing. You, you were still, you still have to be alert, even though you might have a schedule, you were saying, well, we still got to be alert out here. So. But imagine, imagine that, um, you know, yeah, I compare this to the veterans of all wars past. And so I'll get back to that veterans. Day. Let's compare my, I mean, I'm not knocking what we did over there in terms of like, but, but I had, we had AC, we had mm. heat, uh, we had internet, uh, therefore I can instantaneously correspond to someone at home. We even had cell phones. Um, you can get an uh, Arachna uh, system, and I had that. And early on in 2003, by the way, uh, funny thing is that one of the cell phones I had was a 914 exchange because Americans were first setting up the cell phone systems after the, uh, uh, the whole thing came to an uh, end. And so in the summer of 2003, uh, full of 2003, the systems were set up by uh, uh, the Americans, and so they put up whatever exchanges they wanted to put up, you know, and one of them was a 914 exchange. So uh, I had a cell phone with a 914 exchange, so occasionally, so you know what, let me just call so-and-so back, whatever, it's not a long-distance call, because it's 914. And people say, no, 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 you're not in Iraq, you know, I'm like, well, just wait a bit, you might hear a big noise, and then you'll know for for sure. If you're, if you're a doubting, you know, Thomas type guy, you know, so yeah, but you know, but that, but we lived in that, that that weird frame of reference where someone in World War II, you know, they didn't have instantaneous anything, you know, and right. they didn't have, they didn't, like I said, they didn't know when they were coming home. They came home when the war was over. They didn't know when they were going to get pulled off the front line for any mm. rest. You know what time you're going to be in bed practically every day, you know, within, within, within an hour. crazy. You know, but you knew you knew that it, it wasn't going to be weeks, right? You had that that so you had in essence. I compare. I don't. That was a greatest generation. Although I do think that there was a in two thousand three and four, there was definitely a second generation, and beyond that, that went through Iraq. I I, I, uh, I don't want to get back into the politics thing when when certain uh, people running for office said that if you were. Uh, such and such, you were stupid and went to Iraq, and otherwise you were in college. And I like to um, make a comment on that, and that, that, that I, 
often dealt with two soldiers in a Bradley fighting vehicle that um, were uh, uh, doing uh, their college courses online in the back of the Bradley fighting vehicle. One on the and then they take turns in the who was going to be up in the turret on the 14th of July bridge, and they would go back to their uh, barracks and upload the courses. And I'm like, Amazing. Who's smarter. Yeah, it's exactly. It's adapting, right? So who's smarter? The kid who's uh, uh, you know, getting his parents to to take uh, a mortgage on their house or doing other student loans thing and getting a degree that's worthless, and then maybe doing drugs at the same time, so they're really not getting anything out of it. Or the kid who was not only like that. Because if, if that wasn't his only duty, I guarantee you that. A lot of young uh, NCOs and, and, and young officers were put in charge of something that came to being like the mayor of a, a small town or running oh. or being in charge of a, a, uh, uh, relationships with Iraqi shop owners in a certain strip of areas uh, and mm. having to interact with these people. So in that sense, what were they doing? They were doing uh, uh, business development, effectively, as being an NCO, you know, so... You know, I compare that a hands-on in a war zone where it was it was non-traditional business development. Let's just say that, <laughs> and uh, you were trying to get them to one. You had to make sure that you had to vet them, and and because if they were coming inside a base, they had to be vetted and things like that, and products checked out. They had to be checked out because you know it's one of the things in, in life is you you want to always validate and uh, authenticate. Uh, Every day, you know, what is truth and, and reality. And, you know, you just, you know, trust but verify type scenario. You want to always make sure that you, you verify. You can't just say, okay, that guy's been a good guy, but you don't know if he's been compromised. You know, something could happen where, you know, some family member is held hostage and therefore he's not going to act the way he, he, he normally would act. He's not your friend anymore. He's actually now potentially compromised. So you have to say, you can't just say, well, he's been our friend. He's been doing this. We checked him out. And for the last five weeks, everything's been okie-dokie. Today's a new day. And so mm-hmm. uh, you can't, you know, because you don't know who was I- impacting in, in him that day, maybe in a negative way. So you have Crazy, to, right? That sounds... That sounds um... Yeah, but it didn't matter. You know, but the, you know, the great thing is that to this day, I have so many friends who are either still in Iraq or actually a good number of them uh, emigrated here in uh, during, let's just say, the Biden-Obama years, uh, because they were forced to, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I felt bad about that. Because I, before that, I was always thinking that you know, that you know, that if the good people leave the bad neighborhood, then the neighborhood becomes really bad. <laughs> I said it to them, and uh, that that you know that you're the good guys here. You're, you know, you might not realize it, but there's only like five to one percent that is not good, and the more of you that leave for quote better opportunities. Oh, they the left America. You mean to go out? Oh, I used to jokingly say I can make Iraq the 51st state. They wouldn't vote. I could guarantee you that would be a Republican vote. I don't know how many uh, uh, electoral co- uh, college uh, ballots they would cast because uh, of that. I, I, I think it would be greater than, than Texas, though. Hey, Cliff, <laughs> let me ask you, though, no, and actually I'm going to talk about the electoral college because of the Biden, President-elect Biden and all this. We, we'll see what the litigation, what, I don't think that would stands. Vote for Biden, by the way. I'll just a heads up on that because uh, the same thing they didn't like about Obama and Clinton. They knew that Biden was a guy who didn't negotiate. But in fact, uh, I, I, near the end in 2009 and 10 when I was there, sure. We I signed, actually speaking of people adapting, Iraqis were trying to set up their businesses as close to the perceived American base or on the American base. And so we had contracts signed for various Iraqis to put their shops on our bases that never ended up existing. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. so 
Uh, you tell me if there was a, a good faith effort to negotiate with the Iraqis for a new uh, forces agreement. And, and I'll tell you that that's a, a fallacy. Uh, Biden didn't do that. Cliff, I've, I've really enjoyed this time. And, uh, you know, I got to know about you just on mic uh, in this interview. And I'm, I'm so glad. And I hope to see you in person soon enough. You guys yes. are 184 Main Street. I uh, know we moved. We're actually 163 Main Street. That's our old address. 184 was our old address. We're at 163 Main Street in Port Washington. Is the, the Starbucks th- still there? Are things still open out there? Or what, what's the it Starbucks like? is still there. I, I, you know, I'm not a Starbucks guy, so I don't <laughs> go to Starbucks. I, I, you know, I'm a big believer in, in keeping it local. Uh, I, sure. I don't want to give a. I guess I'll give a shout out. There's a company called Four Five. Uh, Four Five. I get their coffee in in Manhasset now, but they're going to be opening a shop in Port Washington. I'd like to give them a, a shout out. They're great people, uh, locally owned. Uh, they get bigger and bigger. So I get I get my coffee from them or some other shops. And I, like I said, I look I look when I buy. I want to know. I want to know. I, I know the owner, or at least um, I want to be. You know, I, I want to be five degrees of the owner. It's kind of like five degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon. I want to be five sure. degrees of the owner. And uh, and uh, so I mean, somebody there in that shop knows the owner type thing. Someone I interact with knows the owner and, 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 and knows the community that they operate in. Well, by the way, this Small Business Saturday will probably be the biggest turnout. I pray it is because the small business community yeah, needs it. And uh, it'll be the day after uh, Saturday after Thanksgiving. Something to be thankful for is that our small, yeah. small businesses do yeah. exist. You got to remember yeah. that. Hey, uh, and I hope this pandemic, when we did celebrate them in TV on commercials, that that lasts well beyond the commercials and the, the on air Let's make it happen in reality. And I always say, Cliff, every year, let's make Small Business Saturday every Small Business Saturday, not just make one. Every day, not, not every Every Saturday should be, and every day should be Ex- that Saturday. Exactly. So it, it, we, we've got to push that out more. Uh, but, Cliff, one more thing about adaptability, because uh, I really believe in this and, and believe in, in what could be done w- with that idea. Isn't it important that we adapt our, our mindsets from the news coverage to things that could help us, like stories from real business people, from real people? Right. Well, the thing is that, uh, you know, the political, you know, one of the things that I, I think I, I, I touched upon is that regardless of what happens out there, you know, people have always managed, you know, you take the worst uh, regimes in the world. There's always been a free market structure underneath it. You know, you can take this, Soviet Union, you could take communist China, you can take, and I don't mean existing communist China, when it was really, when it was, I'm saying communist China, it was really more authoritarian. There always existed a broader trade existence within it. There was a black market. And so no matter what, people adapt. People work around what blockages you put in their way, what roadblocks, and that's the essence. You don't sit there and say, I'm just going to, I won't, uh, yeah, I, I can't adapt. I'm just going to take what the, what someone hands me and, and gives me, and that's just how it's going to be. You have to decide that I'm going to grab the, the bull by the horns. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to do what's necessary. But at the same time, of course, you have to, you know, knowing that the, that your neighbor is out there too, making sure he's looked at for as well. Because uh, I think that's one of the things that I, I'm not saying is that, you know, uh, that neighbor might not agree with everything you're, that you believe in, but that doesn't make him not a brother. And that's one thing I think that generally speaking nowadays, we have to, I hope that all people think that way, including the side that uh, I think uh, might be the winning side, that, that tomorrow might, might not be the same for them. And they hopefully, I know they didn't look that way so well be in the past, but I hopefully they see that way as a way forward too as well. So I remain ever hopeful and, and faithful in that regard. Well, Cliff, I am uh, 
I'm very, very thankful to have you, and I'm very excited to have you back. And I would say if you have any other ideas and, and people that want to jump on, I'd love to spread the message here of adapting and tell people, hey, not just Cliff, but others are adapting. So let's let's connect off air and talk about that well, as well. Let me, let me, let me just give a shout-out also to um, to the Fort Washington Business Improvement District. They, they were doing this thing where they were shutting the streets down half the street one side half, you know in terms of town and half the street on the other side and they did say they're going to be doing this in the future around christmas time on the weekend they were doing it on thursdays previously and they've been the last uh two thursdays i believe and because uh, they said they would be hiatus temporarily and then go back to doing that on a saturday system uh making small business saturday one of the days i don't you know i don't say that's uh, honest god's truth that's going to fall through uh but that's what i was told they're going to be doing and so I definitely be participating in that. I'm a big believer in that because it's you know, you know, being local and being uh, uh, you know, a- you know, acting locally in that regard. I you know I know one side, one part of the spectrum talks about you know, think global, act local, but they think of it in that one one frame. I think of another whole frame in terms of uh, you know, help thy neighbor and and and, uh, and but you know, be be that business person, be that person, be that shopper, uh, a local uh, business person. And shop local, and uh, that includes uh, me, and that includes a lot of other businesses out there, because uh, we are members of your community. We 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 go to your schools, uh, mm. we we go to your churches, uh, we go to your coffee shops if you're an owner of another business, and uh, and and it, it, it definitely it, it, it you'll what you see is 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 uh, a result of that. You can actually reach out and touch the person who's selling your product as opposed to. You know that online spectrum where you get it delivered to your doorstep, and if you have an issue, you can't touch your 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 uh, seller. I, I'm all of the above. I am the seller. I am also online, obviously, because in this day and age, you have to be online because uh, I do sell everywhere, including overseas. I I I, I sell, we actually sell uh, in Mexico, the UK, China, and as well as uh, domestically and Canada. Well, Cliff, this has been really great, and uh, please come back and and have a blessed season. You know, we're yep. almost here, so have a blessed uh, Christmas season, and please come back and with updates, and and, and we'll I be shall, in touch. All right, brother. Yeah, we definitely. Uh, you're you're a great human being yourself, and a testament to uh, achievement in so many different ways. So I, I and I feel blessed to have you uh, in my life. Well, uh, and I'm very blessed to have finally picked up the phone literally yesterday on the Piscopo yeah, Show. There you were. Hey, Cliff, remind me your last name one more time, just so I got it. C-O-T-T-E-N. All right. So Cotton. Cotton. Got it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll make sure that's right on the podcast. So Cliff Cotton, he's the entrepreneur. He's the founder, owner of AteliaBaby.com, A-T-T-E-L-I-A-Baby.com. And you know what? Just like me watching this grow, I'm sure for him watching his baby, his well, his literal baby, and then his business baby grow, it, it's got to be exciting. So it is. It's been an uh, exciting path. Uh, I have to say that exciting sometimes, sometimes uh, nail biting, but yes. <laughs> and you know what? Together, we're all adapting to make that growth happen. So with that plea, I say follow me at Alex G in NYC. Alex G in NYC. Alex G in NYC dot net. Yeah, I got a, a domain name as well, and Alex G in NYC on Twitter and Instagram. Adapt with all of us, and, and let's just keep adapting, and hey, adapt with me each and every episode.